let's look now at our all-important radar defense screen. But your regenerated circuits are tuned asynchronously, and that causes concatenation in the intermediate amplifier. Initiated startup sequence. Welcome back to the Bishop O'Connell English Department Roundtable Podcast. My name is John Meehan, with you here as always. And this week we're talking about rhetoric and rhyme and rhythm and all the cool stuff that our students can do, inspired by the works of our founding fathers and some historical personages along the way, uh, as we're talking about how students came up with a verbal smackdown um, in the show of their wits and witticisms through our first ever, hopefully maybe an annual, um, rhetoric battles. Uh, which we pulled off in our Honors American Literature classes uh, this week and last. Um, again, my English class, Honors American Literature, uh, I'm one of two teachers of the American Literature Honors class. Uh, the other teacher, Mrs. Carlene Kanoff, her students did the same project, and I'm super pumped to sort of brag on our kids today and show you a little bit more of what they could do. If you had a chance to listen to last week's podcast, uh, we had examples from my third period class, um, and this week we have some student samples from some of the other sections, and I wanted to have a chance to sort of uh, let them sort of show you how, how good they can be. Um, so a bit about the background of the project uh, before we get started. Uh, as I mentioned, we were reading the uh, works of our founding fathers, stuff like uh, Patrick Henry, uh, Thomas Paine, talking about uh, the power of persuasion and rhetoric, uh, standing up with those famous speeches, right? Give me liberty or give me death. These are the times that try men's souls, Declaration of Independence. Uh, even Ben Franklin and George Washington. The things that our founding fathers were able to commit to the written word um, or the spoken word um, that really kind of resonate through history and carry with them um, sort of their legacy of what they were trying to persuade people to do and how they elevate the language by using rhetorical devices, things like ethos, pathos, logos, um, our rhetorical questions, our methods of uh, persuasion, while at the same time we're appropriate making uh, necessary uh, argumentative appeals that might employ uh, things like fallacies, uh, ad hominem attacks at enemies and things of that nature. Um, during our political season, it was a really great chance to, to take a listen to all these things and I'll read through and really study how we put crafts of speeches together. Um, then bleeding over from that, we took it uh, to the 21st century, listening to uh, excerpts from Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, Pulitzer Prize winning Hamilton libretto, um, certainly inspired by the works of the Founding Fathers um, and the Ron Chernow biography about Alexander Hamilton. Uh, we were able to take a look at how poetry and rhetoric and rhyme really can come together and elevate the verse um, in a fashion much like uh, William Shakespeare. It takes the everyday spoken word of the common man and by using uh, rhetorical technique and poetic technique, really punches it up and elevates it. Um, and students really got a kick out of it. It was one of our uh, most exciting units uh, thus far this year. So, Miss um, Knopf and I put our heads together and we decided to let our students be inspired by Hamilton and the Founding Fathers and let them kind of go toe to toe with one another in battle raps inspired by uh, our Founding Fathers or other historical or fictional or literary personages um, they had to don the persona of someone from fiction or from literature, pop culture, or history and kind of go toe-to-toe -to -toe with one another, either in partners or solo, standing up in front of the class or using, uh, I guess, MP3s, however the kids are doing it these days, and um, sort of throw down as a battle rap um, inspired by one of our founding fathers. Uh, the idea of a rhetoric battle or um, a verse battle is a very age-old custom. It dates way, way back to the times of um, 
Old English. We see it in Beowulf, where Unferth uh, challenges Beowulf. They sort of brag about who has the better sword and the better family and the better heroism uh, traits about them. And so what we did here is we had a chance to put our students uh, in those same places. They picked characters from history, literature, um, pop culture, pretty much anything they had found um, of interest to them. Then they dug into those character bios and they wrote elevated verse to really show off um, their, their verse trading skills on one another. About two to three minutes a piece. And we had so much fun with this. Um, I'm super excited to play with you uh, today more examples of, of really cool student submissions. We have such smart kids and such talented kids, and it really brings me joy to let them kind of, you know, put them in the sandbox, show them how to use the tools, and then see what kind of crazy castles they can build. Um, so today, without any further ado, I'll put you into uh, some of our classes and you can hear some examples. Let's start with something from literature, although maybe a bit of a page-turner kind of pulp literature. Um, I think it's, it's still pretty good. Um, here are two students from the fifth period class talking about uh, Familiar characters from the Twilight series, and I don't really know them so well, or maybe not as well as I should. Um, team Edward and Team Jacob uh, trading some bars here from the Twilight saga. Let's take a listen. Jacob, that's right, that's my name, y'all. Thank you so special while I met to the game. Yeah, I'm the first, the last, the greatest, and the realest. We be getting so hard that we becoming gorillas. Son, you think you know me? I'm not your daddy, but that girl over there, dang, she is a bad one. Oh, that's the chief cop's daughter, Bella Swan. He better get his cuffs out because I'm loading my guns. I remember when I was younger, I had a thing for Bella. She wasn't a typical girl. She wasn't a Cinderella. I think I still like her. She's a sexy, selling kid. You know, the pale white one with the stone cold skin. Oh, Bella better be careful. I heard his love bites. Not only that, yo, he don't even sleep at night. Probably think I'm joking, right? Just trying to give you a fright. Yo, figure it out now. He's a bloody vampire, all right? Bella, please believe me. That man's a clown, even if he's walking around with a permanent frown. Edward, I'm talking to you now. Don't walk away. Boy, come here. Sit down. I got more to say. You keep that girl away from your stinky back. <laughs> if I don't find out you don't, you're going to have to pay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh. Hold up. You invented the game. I've been alive for 100 years before anyone's even heard of your name. So now that you're trying to expose me, well, that's all right, because you're just a little dog with a big bark for no bite. <laughs> oh, Bella, you didn't hear it. This boy's a dog. Don't believe me. Just try to go play catch with the ball. Or even better than that, go find the cat. You'll see his tail wagging in about two seconds flat. This fool thinks he's so cool, but Bella, wait and see when the summertime comes and he's got the fleas. But seriously, Jacob, what do you got? Because this girl right here, she's worth a lot. I can give her forever. I can give her eternity. And you, you can barely give her maturity. You think... <laughs> You think you're such a wild child, but you're really just a kid, so go put on a shirt. Oh, and don't forget your bed. Bella Jacob thinks he's a thug, just he's got some tryhards, but in reality, he's only a tryhard. So I really love um, Elise uh, and Sabina's piece there, because what they're doing is they're pulling in character traits right from the text of the literature. Um, Edward, I'm guessing, I'm pretending like I don't know as much as I do about this. You teach high school long enough and you get to pick up a lot about the Twilight series. Um, but Edward, of course, is a vampire. Uh, he's lived for hundreds or thousands of years. And Jacob is a werewolf. And so they're making shots at one another, pulling in little pieces of the character bios to help do it. Um, later on, there's a piece where um, I think Edward says to Jacob, go fetch the ball. And he's like, you got fleas. I mean, great, great, great digs at somebody for being a canine, right? And then on the flip side, uh, the idea that uh, Edward, you know, is pasty and white. He can't go out in the sun. Uh, he never sleeps at night. Uh, it's just a smart way to really pull from the characters' uh, bios, even though they're fictional, and really get some great digs at one another, um, which makes for a lot of fun um, in the listening. Um, next up, we have a piece here, and this is uh, from real characters from real history, um, two of our favorite creators and cartoonists of all time. 
Walt Disney, um, who's my maybe all-time favorite cartoonist, and Dr. Seuss, uh, who's, I mean, like, everyone's first favorite cartoonist, right? Um, two students uh, from the fifth period class took a look at these characters, and I'll let them sort of show off uh, their lyrical skills at one another. It got really heated, and it escalated very quickly. I'll play you some of the uh, the, the more, uh, I guess, family-friendly fun stuff that we had uh, them trading barbs on. Let's see what we have here. Take a listen. Hey, I'm Dr. Seuss. I grew up in Springfield. I can shoot out rhymes like I'm on the battlefield. Written 60 children's books, and you know I got them hooked. If you haven't read them yet, I suggest you take a look. Kids say my books are a grand slam, and they sell out faster than green eggs and ham. <laughs> um, can I call you Mr. Seuss? I think that I will. I'm the original, so you need to chill. Give me the mouse. I'm living in a penthouse. I'm busy making millions, got no time to talk to civilians. Your rhymes are so simple, you don't deserve any work. If you ask me, they should take you off the scoreboard. Ooh. Okay, Disney, I'll play cat and mouse, but maybe it's time I take you to the schoolhouse. I'll give you 101 reasons you're guilty of treason, and who knows which fridge they left you to freeze in. So for the sake of those listening at home, we decided to cut it off there. Um, it gets really heated very quickly with uh, Disney, a uh, mild-mannered cartoonist, up against uh, Dr. Seuss. They're escalating trading barbs, and suddenly they're accusing one another of treason. And there's that great kind of mean rhyme uh, with about the you know the urban legend of Walt Disney being cryogenically frozen, uh, rhyming the word treason with fridge to freeze in, which is just really kind of funny and, and, and very loaded. Um, it escalates from there, apparently, and who knows, right? You do the research and find out about these characters. Uh, Walt Disney apparently had uh, uh, sympathies with the, the Germans during uh, World War II, or so the, uh, the rumors go. And apparently uh, Dr. Seuss uh, was not so fond of um, Japanese Americans um, and the internment camps. Uh, so there's a lot of things that they, when they pulled into their rhymes, uh, it was it was kind of fun and weird to watch these you know, wholesome childhood icons really go into these deep character bios. And again, proof that the kids did so much work um, doing the research on that stuff. It was it was really awesome to kind of watch them go um, and to find the very real uh, human pieces of these people's puzzles. Um, just evidence that they had spent a lot of time and a lot of effort into the research and the reading. Um, and it was just great, great, great to watch them go. Um, I'm going to go a little lighter with this next one. Um, this is an excerpt from a showdown between Tom Brady arguably the best quarterback uh, ever to play the game of football, and Cristiano Ronaldo, who is no slouch when it comes to soccer, um, in a showdown between football, um, whether it's football Americano or, of course, you know, international football. Uh, these two guys are probably two of the biggest names on the world stage. Um, here, two of the guys in class uh, picked their two favorite sports heroes, and they threw down in an epic battle between these two. Um, the flow on this piece here is amazing. Um, you get to hear, I think, Alex start us up, and then Seth really kind of, you know, pump the brakes on him and bring it right back down. I'm biased towards Seth's character because it's Tom Brady, which is awesome. Um, but listening to the Ronaldo speed of uh, what Alex is able to do here, I mean, it just knocks my socks off. It's very, very cool stuff. So hope you enjoy this piece. Take a listen, and uh, we'll talk more right after. years old, aren't you getting too old? You'll never be like the one. You should just go ahead and I'm the highest good athlete. Yes, I'm a legend with my feet. Been Portugal's pride since 1985. Just want to say you're a cup for the first time because I'm the best alive. I was the best in the world at 23. While you were just a rookie, I'm the goat, you see. You should just stay on your suspension before my rhymes put you in detention. Because I'm the super savage CR7. My life and my truth is just like heaven. 
best rhymes. <laughs> Stay CR7, living in heaven. Man, you're just a pretty boy, too easy to destroy. Man, I'm the best, not even sweating. Now I see you're scared, straight up distressing. You know why? Because I can see you. I can't stop throwing for seven. You do the math, get out of my path before I go ahead and tread on your legends. Don't want to hear about the fighting now when you're at Benfica, flicking off the crowd. Get a band because you can't handle fans, man. Talk about a new meaning for week, man. I want you down, pounding on the ground, constantly crying that you just got fouled. Always having fights with your teammates, man. My teammates know I am the man. I don't get how your mother could be proud of a sad small soccer player who acts like a child. You want to battle me, the OG, best QB? I'm telling to go Brady. Messi times three. Don't know why you're here. No one can beat me. You're like Drew Brees at age 73. Man, you broke your own ankles, had to have surgery. Two years later, another ankle injury. Hey, hey, aren't you like Portuguese? This is America, home of the free. We play a real man's sport. Safety! They know where we are. Please feel free. Turn on home and say hi to daddy. So I was so impressed listening to those guys go back and forth because on the one hand, they're taking really loaded shots at one another. Uh, Tom Brady, of course, being accused of uh, deflating footballs and the whole deflate gate scandal. Um, and then Cristiano Ronaldo uh, involved with a number of off-field and on-field altercations, uh, both in terms of sportsmanship and in terms of his personal life. Um, they're really digging at one another. Um, but I was so impressed that the guys uh, kept things, uh, you know, family-friendly kind of PG. Uh, with one or two, you know, odd words here or there, you know, that might be in the PG-13 rating. I was just so happy and so proud um, that the students were really able to abide by the terms of what the assignment looked like. Too easy um, and too often we find ourselves sort of sinking to the lowest common denominator and just taking pot shots um, and really taking the language or the level of the discourse and, and, and dropping it or getting to, like, mudslinging, which is nasty. Um, this was smart and savvy, that even though they're making like cleverly calculated ad hominems at one another, they're doing so in a way that still keeps their um, rhetoric above board. Um, it's doing so with, uh, you know, euphemisms or allusions, uh, so it's not coming right out and saying awful things like a your mama joke. Um, quite on the contrary, they're sort of setting up the pieces and then letting the other man take the fall for it, or leading the audience into a direction, um, and really showing off how you can dismantle an opponent's character um, in a rhetoric uh, exchange, like a debate, um, without always just muckraking. I think that's really cool. Um, though there are certainly a number of pot shots here, and again, it's all in good fun. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we picked uh, fictional characters or historical characters, so as to protect uh, students from you know any personal feelings getting hurt. The general rule of the assignment was famous people are fair game, Bishop O'Connell people are not. It was awesome to watch the students kind of don different personae um, going in back and forth on one another. Um, this is from another class, and I think it's a good one. Um, it's a showdown between two very uh, controversial and sometimes maybe villainous characters, one being super fictional and one being super factual. Here uh, is an excerpt from a showdown between, you're not going to believe it, it's uh, Darth Vader, uh, you know, Empire uh, Strikes Back, the galaxy, the big bad guy with the big black gloves, um, up against, of all people, Vladimir Putin. Uh, I don't know, I'm just going to let the kids take it away here. I don't know, uh, watch this thing showdown, and we'll talk about it thereafter. Shake my nation, it's pretty insane. 
you see on the dark board, your little position of power is absurd. Well, meanwhile, I'm over here scoring on you like a dartboard. <laughs> Settle down, little man. You had your fun. I'm the real Phantom Menace, just like episode one. <laughs> Spit sick rhymes on you like it's pouring rain. My verbal masterpieces inflict major pain. All hail to the president. You know that I represent. I'm going. Am I going too fast? Because I'm only at 50%. You talk about having a huge space fleet, but you keep losing battles and your soldiers' aim is weak. But my Red Army is born in Siberia. They're trained in Superior, where they will instill fear in you. Yes. <laughs> your army will even, doesn't even have this criteria. Look, young Squawker Walker kicked your butt. Now, now he, show, he showed up out of nowhere, straight off the cut. <laughs> I almost forgot to mention that he's your only son. He used to have two hands, now he only has one. <laughs> now enough of your pathetic empire and onto mine. Compared to yours, mine's, my republic is simply divine. Straight out of St. Petersburg, I joined the KGB. I'm ruthless and powerful, you can't stop me. You may have the force and laser and big laser pointer, but you but with my nukes, I'm a world destroyer. <laughs> Think you have malevolent proclivities? Well, the last person to cross me died of radioactivity. <laughs> So can I just say, like, as a proud teacher moment here for a second, if I may, um, that line that says, you think you have malevolent proclivities? Well, the last person to cross me died from radioactivity. Like, that's an English teacher's dream. Uh, such nerdy uh, wordplay, proclivities and radioactivities, I think that's great. There's that line earlier that says uh, about the, the comparing, I guess, uh, you know, their talents or their rapping abilities. Uh, Putin's army says, um, but my red army was born in Siberia. They're trained in Siberia. They will instill still fear in you. Your army doesn't even have this criteria. Slap rhymes and half rhymes, top to bottom. It's just it's just really really funny and very very well done. And then um, that the Darth Vader piece, uh, you're talking about um, ruling the empire with an iron fist. And then let me show you who the real empire is. I just I just love it. I mean it's it's so easy to geek out for for multiple reasons as as a book dork, as a movie dork, as a history buff. Um, it's just so cool to watch students, you know, just, just go and um, take characters from totally different realms and compare them and really just have them, you know, shooting at one another in this sort of rap battle stuff. It was just a lot of fun. Um, we had more, and there's so many more. I wish I could play all of them for you here. I think uh, for one last one here, we maybe we'll go back to the Putin well because uh, this was this was uh, worth lapping over. Um, one of my students, uh, uh, Daniel Dannenberg, is actually uh, from Russia. And so he, uh, for his decided he was going to take a sound of the Russian, uh, you know, I guess, leader, Vladimir Putin. And um, he does his entire piece in the piece of Vladimir Putin, but you can hear his Russian accent come through. Um, and the class couldn't get enough of it. This is actually the second time we had them record it because the class was just laughing too hard um, and enjoying the fact that Daniel's really over the top with his Russian pronunciations and uh, taking shots at uh, all people. Uh, the most American of American presidents that the other side could think of, uh, Tyler had a pick and he had a choice. So he picked Ronald Reagan, um, maybe one of the most popular of uh, Republican presidents of all time. Um, so in this showdown, we have, I guess, a battle of fantasy warfare, two people from totally different eras, very uh, you know, influential leaders in their own right. 
Ronald Reagan squares off against Vladimir Putin in a battle to show whether the United States is superior or, uh, you know, uh, Russia. So I think this is a great way to end it today. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, and congrats to everyone as students who took part in all of these presentations. Their names are listed in the show notes. Um, you guys did an awesome, awesome job. I'm really, really proud of the work that you did. And it's great to see the talent, the energy, the effort, and just the enthusiasm, creativity you guys bring to this. You make my job easy and you make showing off um, what you do really a proud papa kind of thing to do. So thanks, good work, and I'll see you next time. Welcome to the United States, my son. Ain't no doubt who's really the best one. U.S. of A will never go away after the USSR can no longer play. I brought my nation into an era of prosperity. What'd you do? Lose a bunch of territory. I'm from the land of the free and the brave, while you just want to make Ukraine your slave. So sad you think you could do better than Gorbachev, one of your predecessors. Your baby Iran for all of its oil while attacking Ukrainians on their home soil. Because of Obama, you think we're weak, but think again, my dear, we won't turn the other cheek. The world's best military you want to fight, send in our seals and you'll go, night, night. You claim you're the best according to you. I want every state 84 sec too. The greatest president of the greatest country, all the while your people go hungry. I lived and loved the American dream. You live and love to make people scream. Your country's capital is known as the Kremlin, but you're so ugly you look like a gremlin. I lead with wisdom, you rule with fear. Your people run while I draw mine near. You're very cocky, Mr. Vladimir Putin. I'm putting you in your place. You ain't no Newton. Shocked by my bars? You shouldn't be. You're just lucky this is in 1983. And you might be former KGB, but no way you'll beat the land of the free. Okay. My name is Vladimir Putin, and my name is Vladimir Putin, and everybody knows me. I'm gonna dump you like you dumped a tea in 1773. My name is Vladimir Putin, and I ain't in need of presentation. I'm the best president, and I rule the biggest nation. And you know I'm right. I can rap here all night because we are Russians. We are cool. You are Americans, and Americans drew. If you want to rap with me, you gotta come for real. I know my words are cruel. I just took you to school. And if you think that you're good at the end of this rap battle, I'll send you back to Hollywood. If you want to talk food, we're the best. When I eat a hamburger, I cannot digest. If you're thinking to yourself, ah, Russians are weak, our Russian beer is going to shut your American beat. Hockey is the king, it's a real game. You only have football, but it all seems the same. When it came to the Olympics, you decided to be mean. And just because everybody's scared of us, the Olympics exploded half of the Russian team. You armed Iraq during the Iran-Iraq war, and it is a violation of an inter international law. You were a good president, that's worth the rent. Americans, when he got elected, unemployment went by more than 3%. It's funny, because you think that you're better than the rest. Like Sage with the planning, you were never a success. You talk about breaking international law. Funny, how did Syria get involved? Your personality is extremely brash. And what about the Ukrainian plane crash? You talk about your great army and how it's the best. Really? World War I was the true test. Your leadership is as crooked as your nose. Why are you in calendar doing a pose? Your people are so scared they let you make new laws. In reality, your fear is your biggest flaw. You talk about how hockey is king. Huh, that, why does Canada get all the rings? You call what you're doing a rap. Too bad, I could have taken a nap. Look, your time is up, my son. Ain't no doubt, Reagan won. Okay, that was fresh and cooking. But let me tell you something. How's that funny? That's not polite, huh? Okay. That was fresh and cooking, but let me tell you something about Vladimir Putin. I can look so fresh, so clean, so sad, but let me tell you about your rap. It's straight whack. Who are you, Ronald Reagan? What are you doing here? You've had some dreams come true. I just made them disappear. You're talking Ukraine, and that's a whole another story. I took what was mine and didn't even say sorry. I had taken it by force, and that was quickly done. 
Do you have something against that? What you gonna do, son? You won every state except two in 84. Chill down, the world ain't the same anymore. Does it really matter how you look at all? A pretty president like you wants to build a wall. Beating our military can be in your deepest dreams. Your seals huh, look like a bunch of immature teens. The, the best military, the best country, the best president, you can trash talk all you want here, but my name is Vladimir Putin, and you know I'm the world's biggest fear. Woo!